It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Talk Recorded live. Good afternoon and welcome to the Susie Brandtastic podcast series. I'm your host, Susan Newman, a brand visibility designer and founder of Susan Newman Design and the New Jersey nonprofit organization Frogs Are Green, spreading awareness through education and creativity since 2009. Today's podcast with my guest, Jamie Wilson-Murray of Mindful Play Yoga, is about our new collaboration that we've branded Peaceful Fraud. Welcome, Jamie. Thanks, Susan. Good to have you on today. So uh, I think we're just going to jump right in, and we're going to start with um, telling us a little bit about Mindful Play Yoga and your background. Sure. Um, thanks, Susan. Um, recently, um, there was an article that um, was in this learning, which got me to think a lot about sort of what and why I do what I do. So I am the creator of Mindful Play Yoga, um, yoga instructor and creator of the program. And when I was thinking about what to name what I do, you know, I, I did a lot of thinking, why am I doing this? If it's not actually fun and playful, there was no point in me moving forward with it. So I actually teach mindfulness, which we hear a lot about. And mindfulness is really just awareness. And I teach play and yoga to children. I connect them to their breathing, which is a super transformative experience. Once kids understand by connecting to their breathing, they can really take a moment to make a better decision. Things start to shift. It actually brings them really into the present moment, right? So as adults, we often hear, or if we're a parent or an educator, we may say to a child, stop, hold on, take a deep breath. But there's actually a physiological switch that starts to happen and makes us really reflect and come from a better place of perspective to make healthier choices. Excellent. So um, maybe we could talk a little bit about the different age groups that you teach and, mm-hmm. um, you know, how, how the children of those, two diff- those different types of age groups respond. You know, it's really an interesting uh, question, and, and I'm glad you brought it up because people are often surprised that I work with kids as young as two and a half or three. And there's a lot that kids really get at that age. Um, Often I group kids, say, like two and a half to five. That seems to be a doable age group to put together. And um, some of them as challenging kids who really don't want to focus and listen, who who tend to really have a hard time um, just really paying attention and, and physically just even staying on the space of a mat. After two or three lessons, I'll often have a parent after the class take me aside and recap what an amazing experience their child's been having 
and how they take home these lessons and teach them to the family. <laughs> Which so to that point, yeah, and to that point, I've had to sort of say to them, "Thank you so much for sharing that with me," because truth be told, your child is the one who has the most difficulty even just paying attention. So my big take-home lesson is sort of, wow, you know, kids really are learning at a cellular level, whether you're seeing it in the moment when you're teaching them or not. Right. So then, uh, you know, one of the things that um, we've been talking about is um, this really interesting article that came out about how yoga and mindfulness is being used in public schools mm-hmm. or, I, I don't you know, as an alternative. So maybe you could talk a little bit about uh, how that, <clears throat> how that yeah. came into play and why, you know, wh- you know, what the change is, you know, is in, in, in children's, uh, you know, behavior. Yeah, and, and it's really a timely um, thing to, to be talking about. Now, there's an organization called the Holistic Life Foundation, which many of you listening may have heard of them. They are based out of uh, Baltimore. And for years, Baltimore has had a lot of, um, you know, riots and tensions and racial divides. And um, this organization, the Holistic Life Foundation, has created programming, bringing them into the public schools. So when a child, a lot of schools now, believe it or not, across the country have what's considered a zero tolerance policy. So it's usually based on behavior. So children as young as kindergartners, if they start exhibiting um, behavior that's not acceptable, they're kicked out. They, yeah. they go to detention. They, they don't get a second chance. So this is in response to that. So it's giving children the tools because children don't just act out because they're, you know, labeled as bad. They're actually acting out because they really don't have the infrastructure or the tools to make better choices. Mm. So with that oh. said, pardon? Oh, I was just going to say, um, you know, as, as a, uh, you know, a part-time teacher down in Hoboken, um, you know, I do see kids that do exactly what you're saying. And so I wonder if you could just elaborate a little bit more on that, what that means. The acting out part? Yeah, well, or yeah. what you mean well, when you say um, choices. You know, it, it's interesting because um, one, there are several studies that have been done recently talking about how, um, especially the early childhood kids, that would be considered three to five they've been having difficulty with self-regulation because they're not getting enough moving time physically in the day. Um, Studies support that a child should be actually able to freely move every 45 minutes. So just imagine, right, you're a three-year-old kid and you start your day and you're there for an entire day and you may not, based on the weather or based on the teacher's choice, have the opportunity to move. So kids need to move their emotions through their body. So teaching them how to breathe, how to be aware, how to make a better choice, even stopping for three seconds and knowing, take a deep breath rather than mm-hmm. reacting, you know, because often impulse says if somebody, if a child hits you, you hit back. But if you're learning right. these tools and they're ingrained into the school and to speak back to um, the Holistic Life Foundation, they've really done remarkable work by creating 
actually what are called mindful rooms. It's a separate classroom where children are given the freedom, if they're really struggling, to go into that space with yoga mats, all sorts of positive reinforcement of posters, different places, and the opportunity and skills because they're taught how to do the yoga. So once, yeah, and so once it's ingrained into the schools, the child realizes there's a different approach. Now, would you say that um, on this same note, uh, the public schools are really starting to focus on why this is important and it's going to become uh, more of a regular class? Because as we know, one of the things that children are not getting enough of is exercise and, of Mm. course, art, which we haven't gotten to yet. But um, So do you think that with these new studies, more schools are going to want to put this in as you know, something you know, more commonplace? That's my hope, of course. I mean, especially based on the work that I do. Um, it's interesting, and it's very uneven. For instance, you know, these programs, if you have a very progressive school district, are much more likely to be adopted. And, you know, as with most things, it comes down to money. Is there a money? Is there a budget? Or some schools have um, people volunteering these services. Or, for instance, sometimes you'll have a school where a teacher is certified and able to teach mindfulness or yoga, and they bring it and fold it into their classroom. Um, Here's a good example. Um, My daughter's school, she goes to a Jersey City public school. Um, So it's, let's see, three-year-olds on up to eighth graders. The vice principal has implemented what are called brain breaks. So he'll go over the intercom and practice breathing techniques, um, relaxing music, different things that really are related to yoga. So that's one way to kind of incorporate it. They also, um, I actually teach in the after-school program. So there are a lot of after-school offerings for yoga, but of course, you know, not every child has access to that. Not every child goes to aftercare. Maybe not every child's parents have the resources to purchase the classes for them. So, um, you know, I think it's slowly seeping in, but it would be really wonderful to see it, you know, be taken over in a, in a more deeper way. And and one of the more positive things, now at this point, um, there is a national yoga conference that's given in Washington, D.C. This year, it just finished. It's in its third year. And of course, they'll be hosting it again next year in October. So there are educators from, you know, all over the country. Actually, people from Canada have been attending as well. So there's a lot of people really moving forward this plan of action. Mm. Um, do you know what some of the typical types of programming the programs would be for aftercare at the public schools right now? And, you know, I'm just wondering if, I mean, are they just doing gym or are they doing uh, additional education? Is this just a, you know, a, a, a place for them to then do their homework? It's like, um, I'm just wondering what they actually are doing in the aftercare right now. 
Yeah, you know, it's a really good question, Susan. And it's in my experience, it's a potpourri of all of all of it, um, from ranging from just basic um, care, watching almost, you know, and, and not to degrade it, but but a lot of people refer to it as babysitting, maybe a little homework help. That's on the low end of what's in after-school programming. And um, like, a, for instance, my daughter's school has a basic program, and it's offered in the Jersey City Public Schools. It's known as Casper. It's offered at a very low rate. It's basically supplementary homework help. But mm-hmm. within that, many of the PTAs have come together and created um, really quite rich um, after-school offerings. Mm-hmm. But, you know, the interesting thing with that is, of course, it comes down to, you know, are the parents taking advantage of that? Do they have the financial resources to then pay the additional money? Because if you're a parent with, you know, multiple children, then it becomes, you know, a different decision-making process for some families. Right. All right, so let's let's um, switch a little bit and let's hmm. talk about, uh, you know, how we met. And uh, and how we decided to, that uh, this was a great combination. Sure. Do you want to start that conversation, or? Uh, sure. Okay. okay. So um, it all started with uh, the Central Avenue office here on um, right here in Jersey City Heights. Uh, had done this wonderful project with the Jersey City Public Schools where they got students to come out and paint the windows for Halloween. And actually, I wonder if they're going to do that again this year. Hmm, right. Very interesting. Yeah. Anyway, um, you know, once I saw those hundreds of pictures all up and down the avenue, I went into the office and I said, hey, could we do this kind of thing for Earth Day? It would be really cool. Maybe we could do frogs. Maybe we could do, you know, environmental projects of some kind. And they were like, yeah, that sounds great. So we put it into the, the, the schools as a project for them to come out and, uh, and they were going to come out and paint the windows and do their art first and we would have a gallery online as well. And so as we were thinking about it, um, since I asked the kids to draw frogs every fall, I thought, well, instead of asking them to draw frogs again, why don't we switch gears and since the um, the Jersey City Parks Coalition has started this new project that they were working on called the Bigger Dig, uh, they were going to plant 2,020 trees in Jersey City. And the way that happened was that um, a study was done for the tree canopy of Jersey City, and it was found that we were very really badly in need of trees. It was lacking. We only have a 17% tree canopy, uh, and a city our size should have anywhere from 30 to 40% trees. So uh, they made a commitment, and then the city joined forces with them uh, and agreed to help, and, uh, you know, one thing led to another. So I decided um, that I would mention it to them and say, hey, why don't we, instead of asking them to do frogs, why don't we ask them to do trees? And they loved that idea, and so the project went into the schools. And the Jersey City Parks Coalition's education partner for the year is Goldman Sachs. 
And so they have a student art project every year, and when they got wind of this project that we were doing, which we then uh, branded the City of Trees, um, they loved the idea and they decided to make it their student art project for the year also. And so Jamie and I were both uh, part of the kickoff of that student art project. And we met at the Jersey City Reservoir for that first session. So maybe you could talk a little bit yeah. about the session, the session that day. Well, yeah, and that's that's a good segue. I um, was invited by Laura Scholar, who's who's heavily involved with all sorts of amazing city projects, and she had known my deep interest in teaching yoga to kids. So she said, "Would I be interested in being a part of this?" and um, asked me to send her a proposal. And it was exciting to me on two levels. I mean, we talked earlier in this podcast about my working with young kids. This was now an opportunity to work with middle school students. And as we all know, a lot of changes happen with middle school students. And it's it's an age group that I really am passionate about. So it was a wonderful opportunity to write a proposal and to be able to really, one of the main poses in yoga is tree pose. So I started getting very visual about the um, wonderful opportunity to teach yoga to students at the reservoir. Um, Jersey City Heights is blessed with this incredible reservoir that has gorgeous trees, very well maintained now after years of of work in, in trying to really restore it. So bringing these students into this space was really terrific. I mean, we were able to work in, in, in an area, you, you could just see it right on the way, right away, I meant to say, in the, in the kids' faces, just being in nature, urban nature. So we rolled out the mats, we worked together as partners, and um, the way the day was set up was um, as a half-day workshop where they were able to experience art and yoga, and also a meditation walk around the reservoir. So one of the interesting pieces we really learned, there was Group A, who had the opportunity to do yoga first, take a little break, then move into an art project. Then the other group, of course, did just the reverse. They started out with art, and they did yoga afterwards. And um, there was so much learning to be had just talking to the students and having them reflect about what their experience was like. And one quick thing that, that was very obvious was to learn the students who were able to do yoga first, art second. By the time they were ready to do art, they were just in that creative zone to really focus and express themselves creatively. Mm. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, that was uh, it was just fantastic. So, uh so we started talking about um developing a class of yoga and art together for kids. And we then branded it Peaceful Frogs, which is what we're calling it now. And uh and so we um you know, we have uh, sort of put it together where it's a 6-week cycle. Uh, with uh, sorry, six weeks, um, a session each week, and mm-hmm. we have six different themes that we're we're focusing on. So the first, it starts with frogs and rainforests. Then we do trees and urban forests. 
The third is sea life and coral reefs. The fourth is honeybees and crops. The fifth is turtles and birds. And the last is reuse, recycle, renew, and we're calling it like our place in nature. So um, why, don't we, why don't we talk a little bit about uh, the different places where we're going to be teaching, or where we are teaching. Yeah, um, you know, one of the more interesting places, and, and many of you probably would never guess this, um, Susan and I um, started talking to our local council person, whose name is Michael Yoon, and he was very supportive of our idea and what we're doing, and we were blessed to sort of have this space temporarily gifted to us, which was a really interesting journey. We're, we're done in that space, but for the time being there, and I think Susan would agree wholeheartedly, just the reaction people had within the community of, of seeing something like this taking place within their community was quite gratifying. Right, and, and not only that, but we had a lot of children come, uh, you know, to try it out. Yes. Yes, we had a really interesting mix of students. Um, we started our program in the summer, and uh, we moved it into the fall. And um, partnering that way with the community partnership has, has had a, a huge amount of benefits. And um, I think both of us would say we've learned a lot more about ourselves and the community by being in that mm -hmm. setting. Right. And, uh, you know, so that was a pretty, you know, rewarding experience. And uh, we got to, you know, connect with a lot of children and um, hopefully we'll and parents see them come too. back. Yeah, see, yeah, and see, you see them come back uh, to some of the other things we're doing. So, so currently on Tuesday afternoons, 2.30 to 5, we are down in Hoboken at Little Bee's Learning Studio. And we have children that are 3 to 6 years old. And then on Wednesdays at the same time, 3.30 to 5, on starting on October 26th, we'll be at the Sattva Yoga Studio on Palisade Avenue in Jersey City Heights uh, during our six-week class there. Mm -hmm. uh, we also have a special class coming up next Friday night where actually we're going to um, turn the tables and we're going to do our class but in reverse, uh, even though we said before that the yoga is a great thing to do first and it leads to the creativity of art. Um, in this particular case, we're calling this pajama night. And maybe you want to talk a little bit about pajama night. Yeah, I do. I mean, it's actually a whole lot of fun. And, you know, I have a nine-year-old myself, so I, you know, I've learned a lot just by being a parent as well and sort of the cycle of kids and and how to structure like an evening for them. And um, I've done, I, I've taught pajama yoga a lot, just independently as mindful play yoga, which has been a great rewarding experience. But this is our first opportunity to do it as peaceful frogs. And um, to Susan's point, we decided to flip the structure because we really want that we're aiming to create the opportunity. Kids come in their pajamas, of course, um, and bring their favorite stuffed animal for relaxation. And by the time the class finishes, we want the child to be nice and relaxed and ready for a really restful sleep. And as we're doing this, parents, this is a nice bonus for parents' night out, 
because um and especially I, I remember all too well, especially when my daughter was really young, like what it you know, organizing a night out. So the opportunity for your child to have an enriching night out as you're out having a really nice dinner in the neighborhood is really terrific. And we've partnered with uh, Gino's Italian restaurant, which is a couple blocks away. And no, it's parents... actually half a, half a block away. Oh, yeah, right, even better. So yeah. parents really get a nice opportunity to have a nice glass of wine, a meal out, while they know their child's having a fantastic um you know, experience with friends, and also it's a very enriching environment. We've been really blessed to um, be in a space called 107 um, Art Gallery. Yeah, Gallery and Art Space. Thank you. And, uh, yeah. Yep, and so we have room for about eight, eight children, and they're uh, ages 4 to 10, right? Yep. And um, I think it's an inspiring atmosphere for kids to be in because they actually it is an art gallery, so they're going to be inspired by seeing real, you know, professional art on the wall. Mm-hmm. Terrific. Yeah. And uh, and so uh, what we what we usually do is we have um, an art project, and then we do story time, and then they're going to do yoga. And mm-hmm. uh, and and be totally relaxed and by the time it's over. Yep. And I really do make an extra effort to work with the kids on deep relaxation because even as adults, right, we think we're sort of relaxing, but to really get to a relaxation point, I have essential oils and one of the singing bowls, the Tibetan singing bowls, and you know we use music and i do what's called a spaghetti test with the kids to sort of check their muscles shake them out make sure they're nice and loose like cooked spaghetti and um they think it's hysterical which you know it's fun right and then we're also teaching at the Hudson County Community mm-hmm. College uh we have two dates in november there uh yeah, the to do our peaceful frogs yeah. So there's a lot of opportunities for people to try it out in all different types of venues. Well, and and I'm particularly glad that Susan mentioned Hudson Community College because County Community College, um, because that happens to be a free offering for the public because we really want to be able to support the community. So this makes it possible, you know, for people to stop by and and experience. Try it out. Yeah. And then, you know, if they're if they find that uh, you know, they're really enjoying themselves, uh, they can talk to us about more. Yeah. So, um so one more thing that I wanted to talk about which I thought was um uh, something that I found very interesting is uh sometimes children come to the class in the beginning and over time, we see that they change. Mm. They become more interested, less nervous, more comfortable yep. with us, um, more focused. And um, they also start uh, me- like remembering uh, what, you're, what they're learning. So, yeah. you know, like um, when you uh, do fun games with them or play songs, they remember the songs and they sing along. So, yeah. can you can you talk a little bit about um, the you know the benefits that you've seen uh, sort of with the kids that we've 
you know, been with so far? Yeah, I, I'd be happy to because that is one of the biggest rewards by far, like actually seeing those benefits physiologically like happening with the child. You know, kids are nervous sometimes, even in relaxation. We encourage them to lie flat on their backs and close their eyes. For some people and even adults, that's a scary thing. So I'll watch kids sort of eyes wide open and they're just like not having any of it. But after one or two classes, they start to relax their face. They start to breathe deeper. Their face actually softens. And over time, you're not even asking them or encouraging them or inviting them to close their eyes. They just do. Um, Yeah. And you can sort of see that. And they start to ask for their favorite things. You know, they start making requests, you know, can we do this pose or can we hear this song or, you know, and I hadn't seen one of the little boys that's super cute who comes to our class. He hadn't been there for a couple of weeks and he'd only been there a few times. So I wasn't really certain how much he'd picked up on. And right away I said, here's the mantra we're going to do for today. And before I even got it out of my mouth, he repeated it back to me. He knew. (laughs) which was kind of sweet, you know, because it's just very hard as a teacher to know where your impact, to measure your impact or get a sense of, you know, is what I'm offering really seeping in or does it matter to these kids? And clearly it does because you get the feedback from the child, the feedback from the parent. One child in particular, mom was saying the daughter had a really rough day at school, but then really was super complimentary to both Susan and I, about how meaningful it was for her to take the class. She hadn't been in a while, and it really was like a great way for her to end the day. Mm, fantastic. Yeah. All right, wonderful. Uh, so we also want to thank uh, our sponsors. We have a few sponsors. So uh, we're going to thank, again, uh, Councilman Michael Young mm-hmm. of Jersey City, um, who donated the space to us and helped us out. Uh, with math, uh, et cetera, and also Remco Press of New Jersey that um, helped us out by printing some stuff for us. And so if you want to learn more about Peaceful Frogs, you can just visit frogsaregreen.org slash education slash Peaceful Frogs. Or you can visit both Peaceful Frogs Mindful Play Yoga, and Frogs of Green on Facebook, and you will find out all kinds of information about this. You can read a wonderful interview with Jamie about Mindful Play Yoga on thislearning.com. And, uh, of course, this broadcast will be, uh, is being recorded, so you can uh, listen to it anytime. And uh, anyone else out there who would like to be interviewed on the podcast, I love interviewing um, environmentalists, authors, entrepreneurs, teachers, anyone who's making a difference in the lives of others. So I think that's going to conclude our podcast for today. Jamie, do you have any last thoughts that you want to say or... uh, would you like to give them your uh, Facebook web address? Um, you can find me at Mindful Play Yoga on Facebook, and I think we pretty much covered everything. But I'm, you know, grateful to everyone for their interest in the work that we're doing because both Susan and I have received really tremendous feedback from the community. It just keeps 
sort of reminding us that the work we're doing has value to people. Excellent. All right. This is Susie B. signing off. Uh, great talking with you as always, Jamie. And Thank you, Susan. See you soon. Okay. Be well, everyone. Okay. Bye. Bye-bye. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.